Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bagel Bites. My name is Robbie Nagel, and this is just a podcast series where we're going to talk about the random things that I want to talk about. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, essentially the view, or at least the prevailing view, that the church is intolerant. Um, one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because uh, maybe not a whole lot of people understand uh, what necessarily that means, or why it's wrong, or how we got here. Uh, one of the reasons why I kind of came across this topic is that I was listening to a lecture series about all of the uh, greatest uh, historical turning points, essentially, uh, because that's what I do uh, in my spare time, is I listen to lectures. Um, when it got to the uh, time of Jesus and uh, his followers and uh, the beginning of the church, uh, it's a lecture series from a very secular view, uh, so it wasn't uh, faith-based, but it was just based on uh, the historical accuracy of uh, Jesus' time here in teaching and his death and how the church um, essentially would have evolved over the next 2,000 years. Uh, we have 2,000 years of church history um, where there was a schism in the early turn of the uh, first millennia, and it broke between the um, Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, then we have the Reformation uh, and the uh, Protestant movement, and how that has essentially split off into, I think it's like 3,000 or something like that, denominations. And then we have people adjacent to Christianity, like uh, the Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons, and uh, a couple different uh, variations as well, and so we have 2,000 years of uh, thought-changing, uh, doctrine uh, different, uh, differentiating uh, between the groups and just over time, and I think we've really gotten from the uh, tolerance that Jesus really had, uh, so when I say tolerance, I don't mean um, accepting of... Uh, injustice or um, anything like that. Uh, I mean, Jesus always gave the choice to those he uh, taught and um, healed and just interacted with. Um, if you think of all the disciples, he said, follow me. They had the choice to do so or not. If you think of the uh, woman called in adultery, um, he says that he would not judge her or throw the stone, um, but to go and sin no more. And he does that a couple different times, the go and sin no more command. And we don't have, obviously, uh, historical um, documentation of if they did or did not sin no more. Um, but he gave them the choice to do so. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, it's most likely that they didn't, um, or at least all of them didn't, I suppose, uh, maybe the ones recorded did, and that's why they were recorded, because uh, the apostles had some type of uh, interaction with them to some extent. I have no idea. This is all speculation. Um, but one of the reasons why I think they probably uh, didn't is because I know people nowadays, I, I can name dozens um, that, I mean, including myself, that essentially are uh, free from something, or they have some radical uh, interaction with the Holy Spirit, and... 
Um, they become uh, free and changed and transformed in a moment, and then they'll go back to their old way of life, and they'll go back to whatever they were doing, and um, it seems like they didn't change at all. Um, so because of that example, I can't imagine that people have uh, changed uh, that much over 2,000 years, and now it could be that because they interacted with Jesus physically, uh, that maybe that was a... Uh, an enhanced encounter um, that altered that type of mentality. Uh, but I know of people that very uh, vividly and very really uh, like have had encounters with the Holy Spirit, like um, just like crazy stuff, and they'll still go back. So um, I don't think that's a like a valid reasoning for why or why not. Uh, the other thing is uh, kind of the view of the church, uh, specifically in America. So I was in uh, Malaysia uh, over a decade ago now. Wow, that's a. I'm just now realizing that I'm aging uh, on this podcast live. <laughs> um, so uh, I was in Malaysia and I was talking to a couple different people. And because I was there on an evangelist uh, missionary trip, um, obviously I was Christian and. Uh, one of the comments that I heard was, oh, well, all white people in America are Christians, right? Um, because on TV and, uh, uh, you know, certain shows, on news and uh, the, the political parties and so on and so forth, um, it seems that white people are all Christians in America from their perspective because they don't live here and they just have this, uh, you know, secondhand uh, type of viewpoint. Obviously, um, that's not true. Like you, you, we understand that uh, to be a fact. And if you don't understand that, I have no idea where you've been living. Um, but not all white people are Christians, <laughs> and that's not that's not how uh, faith is made. Um, but that uh, viewpoint really kind of shocked me, obviously, and uh, got me thinking because uh, just because I'm in uh, this group, essentially, I have a little bit more information uh, because I interact with all different peoples within the church and so I have a different viewpoint and I know that everybody's different I know that um you know people you know fall on the left side of the aisle the right side of the aisle politically um they're not all republicans like the world wants them to be I suppose and uh so like the biggest thing is that there's this uh view from the outside essentially uh that kind of lumps everybody together and while that's kind of just how groups work, and um, that's, I mean, uh, there's, that's not necessarily something that can be fought, I suppose, um, not in an immediate type of way, uh, but the church has become kind of this, like, intolerant, uh, and uh, I don't know, I, I don't really know how I want to word it, but I remember uh, post, I think I posted on Instagram a while back, that uh, was a quote that I made, and it was something along the lines of, uh, you cannot legislate morality, uh, because I think that's what uh, the church tries to do. Uh, now, obviously, um, if you hold certain values as a Christian, um, or whatever your faith is, if you hold certain values, and then they are recognized by a political party uh, currently uh, in power, or has control over the house, or... Um, is the president, and so on and so forth. Uh, 
you'll see certain different uh, types of laws being in place or uh, taken away. Uh, we see that uh, every uh, four to eight years of this like wrestling match, um, and that's going to get me on a complete tangent of something completely different. But uh, it's good, I suppose, to have your um, values represented uh, in government, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but the point is that we are not a theocracy, we are a democracy, so it has to fall under the majority. If the majority of people are uh, Christian or have different faiths that uh, hold the same uh, uh, similar values, uh, then that's just how it works. The majority wins, that's kind of the, the, the basis of um, what we are. But uh, to my knowledge, uh, statistically, um, that's not the case. Uh, a lot of people are at least nominally Christian, maybe because their grandparents were Christian, and they'll have to they they're raised with those types of values, and uh, they'll continue to go with that, and that's perfectly fine. Like you, you have values from uh, you know what you believe in, how you've grown up, uh, and a couple different uh, different variables, but we know within the church uh, who is essentially nominally Christian, or uh, they just don't attend, they just say they're Christian, or something like that. Um, and it's not good that, uh, this view exists, essentially, uh, because Jesus gave the choice to people. Sinners are going to sin. Uh, that shouldn't shock you. That shouldn't surprise you. Uh, if you are surprised by that or you just d can't fathom, uh, that people disagree with you, like, I have no idea how you've become an adult, um... I, my, I, my argument is that you haven't been. You're just a grown person uh, that pays bills. <laughs> like you're just a grown child that pays bills, I suppose. Um, and that's not a dig, but it kind of is. Uh, it's it just uh, it's, it's unfathomable to me uh, how people uh, have different types of reactions that I see like on social media uh, and even in uh, regular media. But uh, I really believe that uh, the church needs to get back to that root, um, get back to preaching the gospel, and uh, really taking ownership of the uh, authority that we have to change culture. Because again, we're not going to legislate morality. You can legislate all you want. Uh, that does not mean anything. It's not how literally uh, three, four thousand years worth of uh, governments and civilizations and nations uh, laws have not shifted anything it's been the culture and the uh, group that has shifted things uh, so the culture needs to be shifted by uh, the church if that's where uh, you know you believe and that's where you hold your values like it should be in every aspect of your being then it shouldn't just be uh, you know on your uh, political affiliation line on your facebook like or uh, via the things that you share. Uh, like, you should be actually against certain things and actually for certain things. Um, and when you explain and you dialogue and you actually do everything with love that we're supposed to be doing, um, that's how culture is shifted, uh, and that's how we see uh, those things happen. Um, that's how we see uh, certain social justices happen, and uh, so on and so forth. Um, but that's kind of just, like, the basis of this thought. Um, I don't know. Uh, when I heard in the lecture um, of, like, uh, the secular viewpoint of Jesus being a great teacher, that, like, mentality, um, obviously I disagree that he was just a great teacher. Um, but it's 
very clear what his teaching was. Uh, people that are not Christians realize that, like, uh, no one is necessarily arguing that Jesus was not a real person. They're just arguing that he was or was not the Messiah. And that's a completely different uh, blog or uh, podcast or any type of thing, uh, argument, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, as always, thanks for listening and tuning in and uh, commenting and texting me and messaging me and all that good stuff uh, with your feedback. Uh, it's been really awesome, and I appreciate it. So I will catch you guys at the next one.